Welcome to the Put Yourself First podcast. Inspiring conversations with badass women. Empowering you to make time for your personal goals and put yourself first. Hey everyone, today's interview is with none other than Zana Van Dyke. Zana was one of the first women I thought of when I came up with the concept of this podcast. So I'm really thankful to her for giving me her time to chat to me about all the things she's passionate about. We have a great discussion on a few different topics in this episode, including Zana's tips if you're struggling with focus or procrastination. She shares some great insights into how she gets shit done. We also discuss self-care and the guilt around self-care and not working, which is something I feel like so many of you will relate to. And we also discussed Zana's passion for the environment, particularly reducing our carbon footprint, reducing waste. So I really hope you enjoy this one. I loved chatting to Zana and let's get into it. Hi everyone, welcome back and I'm here today with Zana. Hello! Um, so I've followed you since you were Blonde Health on Instagram. Throw back. Throw, <laughs> yeah. throw back. <laughs> go. So for anyone who might be newer to your content or who might not follow you, they're probably living under a rock, but please introduce yourself and yeah, just tell us a bit more about your like ethos about your content because I know you're very passionate about certain things. So I feel like this is such a big question and people are always like, oh, just sum yourself up in a few sentences. That is such a challenge. Um, Okay. So I would say Hello, I'm Zana. I'm 25. I'm a fitness blogger. Um, so I'm on YouTube. I've got a blog, social media. I'm also the co-founder of Girl Games, co-founder of London Brunch Guide. I talk about topics related to fitness, food, travel, lifestyle, sustainability, self-love, female empowerment, business. That's probably me in a nutshell. Yeah? Good yeah. summary? That was really good. <laughs> it's such a hard question, but... It is. It's always the best start to an interview, so everyone always asks it, but you did a good yeah. job. Yeah. Thanks. So, um, even though you're a fitness blogger, I'm not actually going to talk a lot about fitness today. <laughs> I oh, wanted to talk great. about the other things that you're passionate about, um, starting with business stuff, mm-hmm. because a lot of people in my community are women wanting to start their own business, or they might be a blogger. Um and your work ethic is incredible. You're probably right. like a self-confessed workaholic, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can't, stop. can't stop, won't stop. Yeah. <laughs> so what are your, like, let's just chat about time management, productivity. Like, what is your, like, your routines, your schedules? How do you get shit done, basically? Um, I think I get a lot of shit done because I've, I've learned over the years about what works for me and I think a different thing works for every person so I am organized to an anal level with my life and my business but I wouldn't have it any other way whereas like I have friends like Tally who are a little bit more sporadic with what they do but they still get everything done so it's kind of different things work for different people but for me I live my life by lists calendars spreadsheets 
documents. So my calendar is my life. I have it on my phone and it's all linked into like different time slots and some calendars are shared with some people, some calendars are just for me. And then I also have a daily to-do list, which I will write the night before based on the calendar. And it's literally split like down to the minute. But the key thing for me with my to-do list is I never overshoot what I can do. I always undershoot. So in a day, typically, I'll try and aim, if I've got any spare time to do things in between meetings and stuff, I'll try and aim to get two or three key tasks done in that time. I know I'm going to be able to get them done. And then if I get anything else done, it's a bonus. But then I never feel like I'm rushing to fit everything in. Because if I undershoot, then I always overachieve. And then you kind of are giving yourself a virtual pat on the back every day because you're never kind of chasing your own goals because you always give yourself realistic ones. So that's something which I learned from a book called Essentialism, which I'm sure you've read. You have read. Um, So yeah. I got it because you mentioned it. (laughs) So that's been something which I think is really important for me because I used to always tell myself, right, today I'm going to get 20 things done. And then it'd get to 3pm and I'd be thinking, shit, I've got 16 left to do. So I just don't do that now. It's like three key things and anything else is a bonus. So that's probably my key thing for being productive. That's great. And I know that <laughs> and I know that you're very good on like focusing and getting the task at hand on. Um yeah. you're very mindful with social media, which is something I'm trying to learn from. So yeah. what are your like tips to stop procrastination or avoid it in the first place if you have like a really important task to do I just say do the hardest task first do the most awkward boring tedious task first because then it's done like if there's something which I really don't want to do I do that first um because then I just have to think about it otherwise I'm dreading it all day and then the other thing is like like for example right now my phone is here but it's face down so not, I'm not going to be distracted like, oh, look, a notification. So my phone is always face down. It's, I, my friend Tally got me this box, which I put my phone in, which is like my detachment box. Um, so I can just put my phone in there and then put that on the other side of the room. Because social media obviously is my job, but I don't want to be getting distracted by it all day, every day. And I try and like have designated time periods. So, for example, I love watching YouTube videos or I love watching Instagram stories from like what my friends are doing. But I will say to myself, right, you've done an hour and a half of solid work. Now you can have 15 minutes where you make a cup of tea, you watch some Instagram stories and you watch a YouTube video. So I kind of like designate myself that as treats, which sounds so silly. But for me, watching YouTube video is a treat because I'm not often it's kind of like some shallow little video about like food or something. Do you know what I mean? And it's not (laughs) it's not really that valuable, but I enjoy it. So for me, that's like a little treat to like give my brain a break and then I get straight back in and I kind of try and be quite strict with myself with that sort of stuff. That's genius. I need one of them boxes. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> terrible with my phone. Um, so shifting now, because mm-hmm. something that you're really passionate about is environmentalism and I know you've, I've really followed your journey to becoming more passionate about it and sharing it more online and I know you're really keen on a plant-based diet and reducing waste and all that kind of stuff and I'd love you to talk about that because I know it's something you're really passionate about 
and a lot of people will be thinking about those kind of things for the start of the year maybe new year's resolutions and stuff like in january um, yeah so yeah tell us more about that but also i want to chat about this is a really long question do you <laughs> <laughs> i want to chat about whether you feel like influencers like yourself with a larger online following have a certain responsibility to share those really important issues that they're passionate about yeah okay this is a really good talking point i like this um so for me the whole environmental thing has been such a journey and i the thing which i promote the whole way through is look i'm not perfect nobody's perfect if we were all going to be perfect we'd be living in a hut in a jungle eating leaves right so like nobody's gonna be that person if you are high five to you but you ain't gonna be watching this listening to this um (laughs) you ain't gonna have technology so yes i kind of feel like there's a lot of pressure now to be the perfect environmentalist but actually we're all just learning and i have so many people to thank for this like david attenborough thank you big d for talking (laughs) about plastic on blue planet this is something which people just had no awareness about. And I didn't because I remember when I first started eating a more plant-based diet, I was like, I am a saint because I am helping the planet by not eating animal products. But then I didn't know anything about plastic. And then I watched this documentary called A Plastic Ocean and was like, oh, shit. There are so many other issues which I have no idea about. Then I set up this Facebook group called Living Consciously Crew. And everybody in there is talking about eco-friendly blooming dishwasher products and this, that, and the other. I'm like, oh my God, there's so many things to consider. And sometimes I feel like I'm drowning because this is not what I came into this industry to do. But now that I've learned about it, I'm like, damn, I want to know everything and I want to make as many changes as I can and help as much as I can and spare knowledge as much as I can. But I'm learning too. So sometimes that's daunting because I feel like I don't want to share things until I know more about it. But it's also, I think, really valuable to share it as I'm learning because that's relatable as well because we're all learning. Sorry, that was a big old ramble. Does that make sense? It was great. But um, but yeah, I kind of feel like it's just this massive learning journey. And I personally feel a responsibility to share it on social media because now that I've realized how much of a massive issue it is, I'm like, right, I need to do something. However, sometimes something which like upsets me is the fact that there's like no other bloggers, it feels like, hardly any, probably there's like 0.5% of bloggers are mentioning these issues, right? So everybody else is there living their little blissful life, not worrying about what's happening to the planet. I'm over here trying to say something and then I get attacked. people are like Zana yeah you eat vegan but you're flying to Australia I'm like yeah I know I am I'm not perfect I know airplane travel is horrific I know this is an issue I try to carbon offset it and make up with other areas but I'm not perfect yet I'm getting attacked for doing something whereas everybody else who's doing nothing isn't getting attacked I don't want them to be attacked I don't want anybody to be attacked but it just doesn't make any sense so that kind of frustrates me and sometimes it scares me to share my journey and my mistakes because I get attacked whether I'm doing anything or not doing anything. I just get criticised, which is quite frustrating. Um, but I am going to just continue to share 
what I'm learning as I'm learning it because I think even if 0.5% of the people who follow me are attacking me there's 99.5% of the people are saying oh I didn't realize that was something I should be thinking about and you've opened, my, opened up my eyes to this and this and this and I'm making this change and I'm trying veganuary and I've bought a reusable water bottle and I'm like yes so it's a it's a complex one for me it's something which I never envisioned I would have to think about or deal with but now it's something which I'm so passionate about that I'm just learning as I go. Ramble over. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love a ramble. I love your rambles. That's that was why I a love ramble. watching your vlogs and your Instagram stories. <laughs> yeah, I think it's almost like when you talk about something important, mm. you like putting your neck on the line because yeah. you're opening yourself up to people analyzing everything you do in that area yeah so I know. it's like a double-edged sword because you're obviously helping a lot of people and mm -hmm. raising awareness but then you're also opening think, yourself yeah. yeah i think some people when they hear they sort of attach someone to a certain topic so they'll look at you and think oh zana's like really passionate about environmentalism so every mm. single thing you do, they'll be like, is this environmentally friendly? If it's not, then why is Zana doing this? Because Zana's supposed to be environmentally friendly. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not like some sort of environmental angel, do you know what I mean? And like, I am, I am human. I find it like crazy. Like the other day, somebody commented, I've had a Diet Coke, right? I've given up Diet Coke this year. But I had a Diet Coke and I had the can and somebody was like, yeah, but that's like a single-use item, and they were there eating chicken. I'm like, look, <laughs> I'm not attacking you for any of your choices. Why are you attacking me? I would never turn to somebody and say, oh, did you know that that plastic bottle is going to last for 500 years and blah, blah, blah. I will never turn to somebody and criticise them. So why do people feel the need to, oh, like nobody is perfect. Literally, nobody is perfect. So why are we trying to hold everybody else up to these standards of perfection which do not even exist? Like, cannot be dealing. Yeah. <laughs> how do you, how do you deal with it? Like, if you've had a day where, because I know everyone talks about being a blogger and not letting it get to you if someone makes a rude comment. Mm. But you know there are days when you're already feeling shit or you're already tired or hormonal or whatever on your period, like moody already. <laughs> and then you yeah. read someone's comment and it just tips you over the edge. But when it's about something like this, which is quite serious and is something you're passionate about, how do yeah. you deal with that constant like stream of criticism? I think most of the time I just ignore it. Like yesterday I got a little one. I put up a video, a veganuary video, which was like top tips for starting to eat vegan. And somebody left a comment saying, yeah, you started to eat vegan, but you've put on weight and you've lost muscle definition. I was like, cool, just delete that comment and pretend I haven't seen it. Because I'm like, you saying that, somebody saying that, somebody criticizing me or criticizing my choices, I'm like, that is a reflection of their own insecurity. And I always say this, but I genuinely believe that if somebody is sat there on their high horse criticizing you, they're only criticizing you because they're insecure about their own choices. So like they would never say that to my face. If they would say that to my face, respect to them for having the balls to do that. But they would never do that. Like the, the things people say to me in my Instagram DMs, I'm like, you would never 
say that to my face. But they say it to me online. Um, so I just kind of feel like I realize that it is a reflection of their own insecurities and their own issues. And honestly, I just delete it. I, I never respond. Never respond. I just delete it. <laughs> I think that applies to people in real life as well because this conversation is always about bloggers because obviously bloggers get a lot of hate and it's the an- yeah. anonymity of being <laughs> yeah. Yeah. of being online it's easy to criticize someone like you say but I think even like family members and friends when we're talking about these kind of issues it does open it does sort of reflect back on someone what they're not doing or what they don't know or what they feel conscious or guilty about but they're not doing anything about it and I've seen that a lot in your group people saying that they face criticism from family members and friends and I think it's an interesting conversation that people make everything about them even when it's not about them yeah I like for example, I find that a lot of people, when, like, I will never announce to a group of people, hello, I'm Zana and I eat plant-based diet, do you know what I mean? But if I'm out with somebody and I choose to have a plant-based option and I'm eating it and somebody says to me, oh, why do you eat that? I'm like, oh, I'm eating mostly plant-based. They're like, oh, yeah, 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 I hardly eat any, any meat. And they always just bring it back to themselves. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not judging you. I'm not judging you. But people... As soon as you say that you're making a change, it makes them like have to justify themselves and that makes them reflect on themselves, which I find a fascinating thing to observe. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. I remember when I used to, back in the day when I didn't know anything about any of these things, if somebody was um, vegetarian or vegan or something, I would proper look down on them, like not even going to try and hide how much of a dick I was. I was just like, what like don't take me to a vegetarian restaurant what am I going to eat um so I completely understand people who are more close-minded because I was that person and that's why I will never ever like push my beliefs or my approach on anybody else because I know what it's like to not want to have not want to hear that and not want to learn about that and when people are ready to learn about it they'll learn about it like there came a point in my life when my mind was opened and I was like you know what I'm ready to learn I'm ready to change but that took you know 24 years to get there so I'm never going to pressure anybody else I love that we need more people like that online as well that are just the information's here if you want to learn about it mm-hmm. it's all chill whereas some people it's like one extreme or the other people either don't give a shit or they're a complete extremist and like have a go at anyone who disagrees with anything they do I know, I know. And I think something which is, which I feel really passionately about is saying across my social media, like, you don't have to be perfect. And you don't have to, if you are going to try, like, veganism or moving towards more plant-based diet or anything, you don't have to do it overnight. You don't have to be 100% vegan. Like, I am not, I never use the word vegan because I'm not vegan. Um, I'm not 100% vegan, right? Because sometimes mum will buy me some galaxy chocolate and I'm going to eat that damn galaxy chocolate, all right? So I'm not perfect. And I want to say that to people, like, look, you don't have to be, like, the epitome goddess of plant-based eating who never uses anything, is completely zero waste and doesn't travel and lives in a hut. Like, you don't have to be that person, right? 
You can just be the best version of yourself and somebody who makes more conscious decisions on a daily basis. And if every single person on this planet made a couple more conscious decisions every day, it would be a huge, huge, huge change. So that's all we need to do. Love it. We can all make a difference in our own small way, can't we? Exactly. So moving on, shifting to a different topic, um, back to work, but more specifically work-life balance and (laughs) self-care and taking time off. And let's chat about your struggle with that and your openness Mm -hmm. about struggling with that and your self-confessed workaholism. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I know that's something you're trying to really tackle in 2018, like actually taking the time out for yourself, making time for self-care. So how are you doing that? And what tips would you share? Because I know there's probably a lot of women listening to this who are also workaholics and struggle to switch off and struggle with the guilt of not constantly being productive. Yeah, I definitely get that guilt. Um, I'd say... I wrote a blog post about this a while back. I don't know if you read it. It was like the truth about building a business. Mm. Um, And I kind of just admitted in that, like I have worked so hard. Like there was like an 18 month period, almost two year period when I first moved to London when I just grinded and I grinded and I grinded and I grinded and it was ridiculous. Um, But, and people, and I don't regret it. I think people expect me to turn around and say, oh, well, I wish <clears throat> I wish I'd taken some more time off. I wish I'd had a bit more of a work-life balance. I wouldn't be where I was now if I hadn't grinded to the point where I had no balance, right? And that's something which I'm not proud of. I'm not proud of having no work-life balance for a while. But at that point in my life, I had to make sacrifices. And that's what I did, and that got me to where I am. And I still have a long way to go, but I'm feeling pretty content right now. But now that I am at a point where I feel <clears throat> stable, definitely much more stable than I was and more content with like my business and where it's at. I want to try and get more of a work-life balance. And 2017 was like a learning curve for me. Um, the first six months I nailed the work-life balance. I'd say like January through till June-ish time, smashed the work-life balance. And then everything just kicked off and loads of stuff started to happen and work-life balance went out the window again. And I actually coped with the stress much better than I've ever coped with stress before. And I think that's because I now have much more of like more coping strategies with how to handle my workload, how to handle my stress, how to handle my mindset. I didn't have any like many wobbles. I think like 2016 was like my year of wobbles. (laughs) Also when I just like cry and call my mum and say, oh my God, I'm not, I can't cope. I can't do everything. I only had like three of those in 2017 compared to weekly ones in 2016. So big improvement. But I now, as I go into 2018, over the Christmas period, I did a digital detox. I did like five days of no social media. That was great. And considering I've been doing social media for five years, and that's the first time I've done it, it's a bit crazy. Um, So I've actually scheduled in a few more for 2018, just like two or three day digital detoxes. Because I think it's really, really, really important when your job is online to just take that time to disconnect yourself from everything and not not make yourself feel guilty about it. Because it actually, like when I had my five-day detox over Christmas, before I had that detox, right, 
I had a, I met up with my friend Hazel and she said, oh, what are your goals for 2018? I was like, I really don't know yet. I haven't had time to think. Like, I don't, I haven't had time to even reflect on this year. I have no idea where I want to go next year. I have no idea what projects I want to work on. Like, in this job, you never really know. But I didn't even have an, an idea. Um, and then I went away for Christmas and I just told detox. And honestly, ideas were coming to me, like, every day. <laughs> I had to, like, have this notepad out and just write down everything that I was thinking. And then when I got on my train back to London at the end, and I put everything that I'd been thinking into this document, I was like, damn, I've got a full plan for my next year. And I wouldn't have had that if I hadn't switched off. So I think you have to allow yourself to switch off and have those moments away from technology in order to give your brain the space to think and to create and to like expand and grow and realize like what you actually want to do with your time. Um, so yeah, I think for me, that's been a huge learning curve. So there's going to be more digital detoxes in 2018 and there's going to be more just time away from social media from my phone from technology guilt-free like scheduling in days where where I don't where I don't go on my phone and also I'm going to try and be more more ruthless with giving my time to work because I often give my weekends away to work um like my first two weekends in January I don't have weekends so this weekend and next weekend I'm working both of them um and I I watch myself do that and I'm like why did you do that um so I, the weekend after that, I'm going away for a weekend and I'm going to have a digital detox. So I'm just learning. I'm like, look, if you know, even if you do give away two of your weekends in a month to work, the other two weekends, you need to look after yourself. So it's kind of like finding my balance. I'm not, I don't think I'm ever going to be a normal person where I work five days a week and relax two days a week. I'm never going to be that person because that just isn't me. And I love my job and I'm so lucky that I literally love what I do, so I want to do it all the time. Um, so I'm never gonna be that person who has two days off a week, that's just not me. But I think finding my own version of balance, which allows me to feel content with looking after myself, that's that's the goal. Awesome. And sorry, the irony I... is, what were you saying, sorry? <laughs> I got on these big rants, sorry about that. No, I love it, it's you, it's all about you anyway. Everyone wants to hear from you, not me. <laughs> um, yeah, the I, I always talk about this. The irony of self-care and taking time off is it makes you better at what you do. Like it makes you a better, it makes you so much more productive and focused and full of ideas, especially if you do anything remotely creative or you need to be thinking on your feet and be innovative and be coming up with new things to try. Mm -hmm. All of that comes, it doesn't come when you're sat at a desk with an open document forcing yourself. It comes like when you're just on a walk or chilling on exactly. the sofa or, love it. Yeah. Yeah, I find when I go for a walk, that's when all the best ideas come to me. Yeah. Always. Or at the gym. Yeah, and I find like, I'm trying to do more things in my day where I don't fill my head with noise, if that makes sense. So I'm the sort of person where I'm addicted to learning. So I will always have some sort of educational podcast on in the background at every point in my day. If there's ever silence while I'm doing something like cooking or doing my makeup or blow drying my hair or brushing my teeth or whatever it is, I'll put a podcast on. And I'm trying now to have more time in the day where I don't have any sound. There's nothing going on except just me 
does that make sense? So, for example, this morning when I put my mascara on, I didn't put a podcast on like I always would do because I want to just have that 15 minutes to just be in silence. And your brain is kind of like ticking over things in that moment. So I'm trying to give myself more of that time every day as well. That's good. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast when I did my makeup this morning. But one thing I've, I'm doing more of these days is going on the train because I usually drive everywhere. But yeah. I forgot how much I love like getting on the train and it's so relaxing to just sit yeah. with nothing in your ears and I'm just a really nosy person so I love like people watching and eavesdropping. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. like you say, it's just... Yeah, it's just not being constantly bombarded with information because I think we're addicted to that. And especially if everything you do online is work, you feel like you constantly have to be consuming more information, learning about things you're passionate about or things that are going to make you better at what you do. And it's just, you don't have to constantly be bombarded with stuff. You can just sort of be... Yeah, I used to think like every time I walked somewhere, I'd have to plug in a podcast yeah. or plug in music or just have something or just look at my phone, look at my emails, do something, just use that time for something. Whereas now, like when I walk to my tube station, my nearest tube stations are both like 15 minutes walk. And I always use that 15 minutes unless I like really have desperate emails that need to be done at that moment. I will use that 15 minutes to like just be in silence again. Because I just, I don't know, I spent so long constantly being, like, stimulated by information. I'm like, I just, my brain needs a break. So I'm really enjoying, I'm really enjoying that. Yeah. And I know you're really passionate about mindfulness. Mm -hmm. Um, Are you still, are you still meditating regularly? Because I know that's something you've done in the past. Yeah. I just don't talk about it as much. I've done like meditation challenges in the past where I was very openly talking about meditation, but now I kind of feel like it's a given, like everybody, I've spoken about meditation so much, I feel like people know I meditate. Um, I'm not as consistent as I was. There was a time when I meditated twice a day, so (laughs) that was intense. But now I probably meditate like five days a week. So yeah, I have, I'm subscribed to Calm, the Calm app, um, and you get a daily meditation every day, so. I just use that. Yeah, that's good. That's something I want to start doing again this year because it's probably the, for me anyway, the easiest way to get that silence in my day. Yeah, yeah. It's just that period is just to sit and listen to a guided meditation and not do anything else. And that's something that I find really helpful. So moving on, this is Mm -hmm. the quick fire round at the end. So oh, I'm excited. <laughs> so these are the questions that I ask everyone who comes on the podcast and I'm all about self-care. So what are your go-to self-care activities when you know you're burnt out, you need an hour to yourself, the afternoon, however long you have, what are your go-to things that you like to do? There's a few. Um, so number one, get outside just go for a walk. Like I was brought up in the countryside. So for me, green space is the ultimate headspace. So get outside. Number two, watch meaning, meaningless YouTube videos and just like sip a cup of tea and watch it and just detach from the, the world. That's great. Um, I feel like cause for me, that is a treat. So I really enjoy watching YouTube videos. 
Um, there's, a, oh, there's so many. Um, colouring in, colouring books. I'm still not over that. I love colouring books. So, yeah. And also, what else do I enjoy? Cooking. I feel like cooking is one of the ultimate forms of self-care because at the end of it, you get to nourish yourself with a meal. So, yeah, I think that that's probably my top favourite ones. And often when I cook, I really switch off because you can't work at the same time as cooking. So I just chill out and enjoy the process. I love that. Someone else has said cooking as well. Oh, good. So, yeah, it's just so nurturing to yourself. It is. Especially if you're cooking from scratch with, like, healthy ingredients. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love cooking. So next question. What is really challenging you to leave your comfort zone recently and grow as a person? Oh, that is a big question. I'd say there's been a few things. In my personal life, moving in with my boyfriend, I've never lived with a boyfriend before. That is a challenge in itself. Um, I think the first couple of months were a learning curve for us both. But um, now we're stronger than we've ever been. I feel like we're in the best place we've ever been in our relationship, like ever. Um, But that was a huge challenge because I think not only when you move in with somebody do you learn about them and their strengths and their weaknesses, but you learn so much about yourself and you just realise, like, I am not who I thought I was. So... Yeah, I think like that, that was been a huge challenge for me, but an amazing one and one which led to so much growth. And I think business wise, I think it's, it's kind of like learning how to take my business to the next level because up until now, it's kind of been like grow, 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 grow as much as I can. And now it's like, okay, I'm at a point where I'm comfortable. What's next? How do I take it to the next level? And that's something which I've never had to do before. Like I never went to business school. I don't know how to run a business. I've just been teaching myself as I go along. So that's the next challenge. Like how the hell do I be a businesswoman? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> well, you already are a businesswoman. I am blagging my way through life and now I just need to get my shit together. <laughs> Well, you're definitely on your way. You inspire me anyway to be more boss. Um, (laughs) Next question then on that topic. What are your 2018 goals? Is there anything you can share with us to get that we can get excited about seeing from you? Anything that's coming up? Yeah, I'd say I can't say exactly what it's going to be. But something which I think, I, I don't know if you've watched my YouTube video about eight changes I'm making in 2018. But I said that one thing which was missing in 2017 was this underlying thread of having one consistent thing which I'm working on throughout the whole year. So in 2016, I had a book and I was writing that all year. So I had like obviously writing it a couple of days a week, but then also there's like production and photo shoots and liaising with people. And like that happened all year throughout everything else that went on. 2017 was like here, there, and everywhere and there's a few consistent things like working with Adidas and making content but I need a big project like I think that is what gives me the satisfaction which like puts the fire in my belly so I am going to work on a big project in 2018 I know what I want it to be but I need to work out if I can make it happen um so that's that's one of my big goals for 2018 like nailing all the other stuff which goes on but also bringing it into a definite singular 
project which underlies the whole year. That's a big goal of mine. How exciting. I can't yeah. wait to hear about it. Yeah. yeah, the podcast has been my big project for the past six months and now it's like here, it's just it's just weird. It's weird. Yeah. But I know exactly what you mean with that fire in your belly about something huge because it's such a huge thing, you have to be tackling it every day. Yeah. And it's that thing right. that gets you up in the morning, even on the days where you're thinking, Oh, I can't be like I'm not as motivated today. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Well, that's very exciting. And Thanks. on that, my last question is, where can people go to keep up with you? Just everywhere on the internet. So <laughs> just Zanna Van Dyke on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, the blog. The blog's just my name. Um, if you want to learn more about environmental issues, there's the Living Consciously Crew Facebook group. If you want to learn more about female empowerment, there's at the Girl Gains. If you want to learn more about brunch, there's at London Brunchside. <laughs> so that's that's me on all platforms. Awesome. <laughs> and the Girl Gains have, you have a podcast coming out, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're collaborating with the BBC and we're doing one called the Fit and Fearless podcast. And that is launching on January 10th. Cool. So. So I think it will be up by the time this episode goes up. So go and subscribe yeah. to that. Yeah, yeah, super, super, super excited about that. And definitely check Zanna out if you've not already. I love her content. And as a blogger, there's not a lot. You can only follow and watch so many people. Mm. Just because it gets so overwhelming and you ha you have your own stuff going on. But Zana is one of the people who I always catch up with because I genuinely feel like I get value and inspiration and positivity from her content. So, yeah. Thank, Thank you. you so much for talking to me. I know you don't have all the time in the world because you're very busy, but I really appreciate you spending an hour with me today. Thanks for having me on. It's been great fun. Thanks. <laughs> and thank you so much for watching and listening, everyone. I'll see you soon. Bye. I'd love for you to leave your feedback from today's episode. You can find me on social media at cat underscore horrocks. A rating and review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this would be amazing as well. I'd really appreciate that. For all of Zana's links and anything else mentioned in this episode, please head to cathorrocks.com slash podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Check back on Fridays for a short solo episode with just me and check back every Monday for a new guest interview. I'll see you then.